Today's episode is episode 174 of the Unconventional Humans podcast. Today's episode is called Formidable. So I chose this title because Formidable is it's a song by Stromae. He's a Stromae. He's a Belgian singer. It's a French song. It's one of my it's one of my favorite songs. I, I like the beat and the rhythm to it. Stromae don't know an awful lot about him, but he seems like an interesting kind of character. Things he sings about and uh, just the way he comes across watched a few interviews from him he seems quite interesting but today's episode is about the translation of formidable which is great in english so this is something that i try and use whenever possible in my life when things don't go according to plan it helps me to look for the perspective where this can be a helpful experience quicker than if I didn't have that in mind. It helps to loosen the judgments, like judging something as a bad experience or a good experience. It's also not deluding myself into feeling like something is good when it doesn't feel good. It's more of an acceptance that this experience can help me to grow in some way. Some way that will add a certain amount of substance that I wouldn't have otherwise. So I think I picked up on this first. It was more of a mindset. I guess today it's still a mindset. It was reframing things. When things don't go my way, when things don't go according to plan, first thing that comes to mind, well, no, not the first thing that comes to mind, but I try and bring it to mind, is great. What next? It's like the... It's like improvisation that actors do. You improvise and you just, is it improv? Yeah, it's improv. It's improv they use where it's like you throw out a sentence, you add to it. What kills improv is when you just stop. You don't add anything to the sentence. And this is similar here where something doesn't go according to plan and you go and, and what next? Great. It's saying great, but at the same time feeling that this is a shitty experience or this, is, this isn't going my way. But it's also helping you to understand that maybe things can be better, maybe they can be a bit worse. There's also a certain element of joy to it, of letting go of control of how you see things play out and being open to creating something different. So as a creative person, Things don't always go to plan. And there's a certain amount of joy you can get from letting go of the need to over plan. I think there's a fine balance between planning and being in the moment. I don't know what that balance exactly is sometimes. Like on some podcasts, I'll just speak like I'm doing today. It probably comes across. In other podcasts, I do a bit of planning, not an awful lot, but a little bit of planning. But I suppose I do have a certain amount of planning to my writing in the sense that I'll write words out, but I'll go back over it, I'll read over it and try and find structure, try and find some sort of rhyme or reason to like the flow of words. Words actually are very, words are 
very interesting because in one sense, words allow you to express something, to communicate with other people. But in the other sense, words also limit your view of the world and other people's view of the world. Because sometimes you'll have experiences in your life or feelings in your life that you can't quite put into words. And words can actually limit you. It was from listening to a podcast actually today with Lex Friedman and Sam Harris. That that clicked a bit more with me that that words can limit our perception of life, that we might actually be able to sense more and feel more if we didn't have concepts and words to describe our experience. I think there's a certain amount lost in translation. And then there's also a certain amount of going around in the world where we've labeled objects which serve a purpose. Like when I look at a guitar, I see a guitar. I don't just see a wooden object. And when I see a tree, I see a tree. I just don't see that structure. I don't see that thing in front of me that I don't categorize as a tree. Because there's certain character traits that go along with that label too. Like when you think, when I think of a tree, I think of an an object that doesn't have consciousness, that doesn't have feelings, doesn't have sensations, doesn't feel sensations like we do as humans. But I don't know that for sure. I don't know that that trees don't have consciousness or they don't have they don't have some sort of connection. But like language can limit my perception of objects like that. So that was my little tangent on on language and words. That's something that I'm just playing with a little bit more at the moment. Just trying to trying to put words to that and to describe that. And the reason I can do that, the reason I'm just attempting that without limiting myself from doing that, is because I believe in this idea that. There's no such thing as complete greatness, perfection. So with this word great, it's accepting that things don't go to plan in life. There's so much to life that is uncontrollable. It's really how you react to it. It's character, how you build your character through it more than anything. So I guess the shift when you're looking at something and you're not judging it straight away. You're putting your focus on what can come from this. You're shifting also more towards like, how can you build your character? How can this be a character building experience? You know, it's the last thing you want to do in a moment. The initial reaction is to look for blame and to scapegoats. But without things going wrong, if you're like, if you're somebody who everything came easy, you never experience any struggle. For one, you wouldn't appreciate the things you have. You take it for granted because it came easy. And then number two, I think you wouldn't be feeling a wide range of emotions. At some level, you'd probably feel a bit numb if everything is going to plan. You never have to experience any sort of disappointment or grief or loss. There's a whole section of substance missing from your life there. 
And I just think as a writer, as a writer to make your work interesting, I think you need a wide range of experiences, a wide range of emotions, a wide range of interactions that you get from not having this picture perfect great life where everything goes to plan. So this was the paradox by using the word, yeah, this is great. When you look at something, you're realizing that things aren't always great, but it's shifting into the mindset of, well, what can I do with this? I don't need to, to dwell on this for the rest of my life. I don't need for this experience to be some sort of roadblock that I can never get around. It's shifting more towards looking at what is this experience teaching me? Because you can ultimately look at anything as a teaching experience. You don't necessarily need to look at anything as a failure. You can look at it as feedback, process it, and then move forward with it. Because it's like that cliche that you learn more from your failures than you do from successes a lot of the time. I know that's bandied about as a cliche a lot of the time, but like it is still it's difficult to process failure. But at the same time, the more you see this feedback, the more you start looking at it as growing pains, it becomes easier to process that, I think. I think that requires taking a bigger picture on things, taking a bigger picture on the character you're developing, taking a bigger picture on the work you're creating, taking a bigger picture on the people you're connecting with. Because I often find interesting people are people who have experienced weird shit in our lives who've experienced failure who've experienced raw human emotion they're the, they're the types of interesting people that i like talking to it's not just the people who like achieved success in their lives it's also the people that like i respect people who've gone through hardship have learned a lesson didn't play the victim when they saw that they could play the victim and they move forward with their lives and they've inspired other people to extract the lessons in their lives and move forward so that's why I think it's important to keep in mind when something happens to you to, I think you'll feel it out. It's all dependent on what is it that happened to you? Because there's, there's a period where you process something in, depending on how, I suppose, how, how traumatic or how, how the situ went, situation went. I think this is a period where you process it, make sense of it, but then you move on. What you don't want to do is to not process it and to stay stuck or to ignore something. So on the opposite side of this is when things are actually great in your life, things are going well for you. This is the, the, the other side of the coin that weirdly enough, I've struggled with a lot. And the reason I've struggled with it is because I found it hard to actually feel joy, feel genuine happiness without feeling like if I showed that it would be taken away from me. I feel like when I was growing up, I associated those feelings from other people. So other people were making me happy or joyful or they could take it away as well. So if I was genuinely happy with something, if I was genuinely engaged in something and somebody could come along, make a snide remark and they'd take that joy away from me. 
So that's been a learning process for me now to actually allow myself to feel joy and to feel happiness. And what's helped is when I'm starting to realize that these feelings are generated within me. When I feel like somebody's taking it away from me with a snide, shitty remark or whatever they do to try and take it away, it's helping me as an adult to realize that that's an illusion. It feels real, so I could easily fall for it because it does look like that. What gives me hope is that I've seen true illusions in the past and I could possibly see through more of these illusions moving forward. So I don't necessarily need to cling to that belief that other people can take away my joy and happiness because what had happened for me was that I would limit myself from feeling those feelings, especially feeling them, fully feeling them because I just felt like I didn't want to potentially experience it being taken away from me. So it was better not to feel that at all or to limit that feeling. I suppose the other thing with that is you don't want to get too carried away with your successes either, because if you get too carried away with your sex successes and you make them mean something more than they actually mean, then you're also going to experience the low of things not going to plan. So I found that to keep things on an even keel is to allow myself to feel emotions, but not necessarily attach stories to either my successes or my failures. Because the more you attach meaning to success, the more you'll want it, the more you'll feel like your self-worth, self-esteem is dependent on achieving that, the more you attach your self-worth and self-esteem to your failures. Because you can't, the thing is you can't attach your self-esteem and self-worth to your successes without attaching it also to your failures. So if you, ex- if you experience very positive emotions because of this meaning of attached to success, you're also going to feel on the flip side, very negative emotions associated to, to failure in your mind. So what I'm finding helpful is to sift through that, detach, become aware of the meanings I'm associating to success and detach that from my feeling state so that, so that you can, I think it just makes it easier for you to allow yourself to feel happy for no reason, allow yourself to feel joyful for no reason. And the beauty of that is that you're generating the feelings that you want success to give you anyway. So it's bypassing the actual outcomes, generating the feelings, but also living in the real world where you're seeing something as success failure you're seeing it as feedback to move forward because i don't think me personally i also just don't want to feel good about myself if it's a lie if i don't feel like i'm making progress in my life so it's not about deluding yourself it's not about avoiding feelings i think it's more about taking the feelings away from the successes of failures feeling them and then I just think you create more interesting work. So I suppose I'm speaking, at it, speaking about this from the point of view of a creative person, whether you want to make a podcast, you want to make a YouTube channel, you want to write books. I think the more you can feel your feelings, the interesting, more interesting work you're going to create. It's also helped me to reshift my definition of success over time. When I started off, I definitely would have placed more importance on the amount of book sales, the amount of downloads of the podcast in order for me to deem whether this is a success or not. As I've been moving forward though, that's gradually starting to shift. 
as my metrics are actually now more about how is this impacting people in my immediate environment. And I see that through just the way I'm changing because of the work I'm doing. I'm just seeing the shift in conversations we're having. I'm seeing the shift in, in some of the people I'm interacting with. I'm actually seeing a shift in them uh, that decided to do their own work. So it's, that's where I've started to judge success more so than the metrics of book sales. And it's, it's ironic because, maybe ironic isn't the right word actually. It's weird because I felt like book sales and downloads would probably be easier to get than actually impacting those closest to me. I don't know why that is fully. Maybe it's down to, I felt like, I think at some level, maybe I felt like if people didn't know me and I said the right things, then that could lead to success. Maybe there was also an element of maybe the people who knew me growing up will be cynical of me now that I'm not really any different to how I always was, that it's just an act. I think actually that was, that's probably more so the fear there. Because that is quite challenging actually, that you, I think this disconnects to the, the kind of little tangent I had about language and how it limits our perception of the world. Because when you're genuinely engaging with personal development and your own personal growth, you will change, but the people who might have known a different version of you could still see you as that version. That's how powerful our language and thought process is, that even if this person has changed, you could still be looking at a person you think you know from the past. So I, I think that's probably what I found the most challenging because I felt like those closest to me, especially those I would have grown up with, would still be looking at me like I used to be. And no matter what I would do, no matter how much growth I would, no matter how much I would grow, that I would still be seen as a person that people knew me as, and it would limit the whole thing. Whereas I suppose I thought that if I find people that never knew me, they might actually see me as I am right now. Maybe that was it more so actually more than the faking it till you make it because I don't really believe in the I've never really tried to fake it till you make it I'm not saying it doesn't work for people because it can be training wheels where you do fake it for a while I think the way I would have faked it would have been I suppose I still do it to an extent if you're if I'm not feeling worthy I might notice that I'm thinking badly of myself and I might stop myself from doing that. I might just go enough or I might reinforce a positive thing that I'm deserving to be here or something like that along those lines. I might do that, but I've never been into like the, maybe I tried it at some stage, but it didn't work for me. I know that Amy Cuddy has got a TED talk. It probably worked for her, but it's the power stance where you do the power stance before an important meeting and it, it increases your confidence. So I think that does work for some people, but to kind of fake it till you make it approach, it hasn't really been the path I've gone down. I just found it more useful to, to be more honest with myself. If I'm feeling 
a lack of confidence here to be honest with about that to myself because when i'm not honest about that it stops me from breathing properly because i'm trying to shove that feeling out of my experience so it really makes me unconfident so i found it useful now to acknowledge oh yeah i'm, I'm not feeling that confident right now so that i can actually breathe into that and not make a big deal about that and not trying to get rid of that emotion because that doesn't work that well it's trying to like it's trying to get rid of uh a child that's bothering you, it doesn't work. They're just going to get louder and they're not going to go anywhere until you acknowledge their presence. That's been more my, my approach there. So that was my little podcast about Farmy Dabla today. It's really about acknowledging where you're at, acknowledging what's happening, but not staying stuck in it. Shifting your focus to what can you take from this that's going to be positive, to your learning, to your growth. And that's, that's about it. It's just keeping it simple, not buying into stories that come up in the moment about what this means about you as a person or what this means about your future. So that's it. It's taking a step back from all that moving forward because life is going to give you many different experiences and you're here to experience them. That would be my perspective on it. So that's it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening to it too. Or if you're on YouTube watching it today, I'd appreciate it if you can subscribe to the channel, leave a comment in the comment section. And if you're interested in a group call, supporting the podcast at the same time, then head on over to unconventionalhumans.com. You can join under the membership option, five euro a month to support the podcast. And if you feel like it, you can join us in a group call where we talk about everything to do with your personal growth, personal development, and what's on your mind. So that's it. Thanks again for listening, and I'll speak to you on the next episode.